Alpha Bravo Charlie, cleared for takeoff. Cleared for takeoff. Alpha Bravo Charlie. Shortly after obtaining my private pilot's licence, I hired a warrior from a flying school at Moorabbin and had a holiday with my wife and daughter, flying to Sydney and Newcastle to visit family. The total flying time was about 15 hours, which the manager of the school was pleased with, but explained the warrior was basically wanted for training purposes and suggested I use a Cessna 172 for travel in future. So I did a conversion, one hour dual followed by a one hour solo, then took my wife on a short trip to Phillip Island. Having logged about 10 hours on type, my wife and I flew in the Cessna to Corowa. Corowa traffic, the Zulu Tango, Quebec, 12 miles northeast, 2,500, inbound for a straight in the road, runway 23, Corowa. We were met by my brother-in-law who lived in Chilton. He requested a ride to have a look at his house from the air so we took off and had an hour's pleasant flight. Look straight out to the east and you can see your property. Amazing view! We returned to Corowa, parked the aircraft and drove to Chilton to meet his wife, who was pregnant. We stayed the night and next day my brother-in-law and his wife both requested a flight before we departed back to Melbourne. At the airport, I did all the checks and made sure my two passengers were sitting securely in the aircraft, all set for takeoff. OK, full throttle and head down the concrete runway, speed gradually building up, just about ready for rotation and liftoff. A quick glance at the ASI. Nothing. The ASI was not registering any reading. What to do? Should I abort? Not much room, so no. Continue with the takeoff and hope the blockage in the pitot tube will rectify itself. And so we had a flight back to Chilton and looked down on their farmhouse. And then, it was decision time. Still no ASI reading and I was low hours on type. I was responsible for the safety of my passengers and there were no facilities at Corowa if I made a mess of my landing. And one of my passengers was seven months pregnant. No, better to divert to Albury. Aubrey Tower, Cessna Zulu Tango, Quebec, do you read? Zulu Tango, Quebec, we read you loud and clear. Aubrey, I have a problem with the ASI, no speed indication. Do you have ambulance and fire car facilities on the airfield? Yes, we have facilities. What is your ETA? 30 minutes. Zulu Tango, Quebec, how many POB? Aubrey, three POB. Roger, call on entering circuit area. Zulu Tango, Quebec. I informed the couple of my problem and advised them I intended to divert to Albury where I confirmed they had emergency staff in case of any mishaps with my landing. My passengers, far from being concerned, just thought this was an extra bit of excitement. Having arrived over the top at 1,500 feet, I was amazed to see many emergency vehicles, both fire trucks, ambulances, TV vans, and a huge crowd of people, perhaps 300 all wanting to see me crash. Okay, listen up, make sure seat belts are tight. It's a sterile cockpit. Okay, we're on finals and I've done all the pre-landing checks. A quick look at the ASI, still nothing. Just concentrate on flying. Make sure you don't stall, just keep up a bit of speed. Try not to think of all the people watching. Instinctively, I keep looking at the ASI. Still nothing and round coming up. Crosswind from the right, make a correction. Stick back, not too much, you don't want to balloon up. Just keep the nose on the horizon, flying straight and level. Hold it there, 
Don't get impatient, it will land itself. Finally, we are over the threshold and I close the throttle and let the speed bleed off. Finally, we are safe on the ground. What a relief. Zulu Tango Quebec, taxiing to parking area. Zulu Tango Quebec, well done. Taxi to parking area and report to air traffic control. We slowly taxi past the crowd, which was now dispersing, no doubt disappointed at witnessing a normal landing. As we got out of the aircraft, one irate member of the crowd yelled out, what a waste of taxpayers' money. It probably cost us $30,000. I ignored the remarks and introduced myself to the airport manager and an amiable policeman who coordinated the emergency services. I also took a phone call from a jovial boffin from regional air safety. Nothing on the clock, old boy. No, sir. Well done. I don't mind these incidents that have a happy ending. Best of luck. Meanwhile, a mechanic took the trouble to find out the problem. Yes, it was a wasp's nest in the pitot tube. He gave me a bill for his trouble, about $4,000, <laughs> country lad's humour. When I got back to Melbourne, I sent him a cheque to buy some beer. On reflection, the incident caused many emergency personnel to act. The senior policeman said two of his cars nearly collided in their haste to get to the airport, but conceded it was good practice. I suppose the hospital would have been notified and preparation made for Burns victims. Fortunately, nothing drastic occurred. When I arrived back at Melbourne, the manager of the flying school was non-committal. I asked why he didn't supply pitot head covers. He said, people keep losing them and it's too much trouble replacing them all the time. My mind went back to the irate bystander who reckoned I should pay for all the expense of the emergency exercise. Perhaps send the bill to the school manager and he might be more inclined to provide pitot head covers in future because sometimes things go wrong.